Watch the headbutts and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Sides Boxing Podcast. Party time. We are back. B-Sides Boxing. Wow, last weekend was very interesting, to say the least. <laughs> um, Alright, so I know you follow MMA as well, so before we get into all of this fun boxing stuff, let's cross-pollinate with our pals over at Ultimate Fucking Casual. Adesanya right. Pereira 2. What did you think? Yes. What did you see? What happened? Loved it, loved it. That was a phenomenal fight. Um, I thought the whole. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember the other fights on the card. Uh, Rosa's the, the genetic lottery. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, that poor kid. I mean, yeah, they set him up. I was like, dude. I mean, what? He, how old is he? 17, 18. He's I mean, really. He probably shouldn't even be legal. Yeah, probably shouldn't even be legal if he's like fighting on pay per view. But yeah, I mean, there was no way he wasn't gonna get exposed like sooner or later. The overall, I liked it a lot. Um, I was really happy to see Israel win. I, I'm, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm like a diehard Israel fan. I've had, you know, hot and cold moments with him. But after he lost to Pierre, people just got super crazy, you know, with the disrespect. So it's good to see him, you know, remind a lot of people what it was. One of the best, Israel was like, probably in boxing or MMA, the greatest post-fight celebrator of all time. I mean, it is just so, he's just phenomenal at it. Like, if you, just the 30 seconds right after you knock a guy out, goaded. Like, if you just get Israel, he'll always do something at least memorable. Like, pointing to, pointing to his son and sleeping, like, you'll never forget that, bro. Yeah, that was something that we had brought up was, or that I brought up was, is um, the bow and arrow and the kid point yeah, the, better than the, the bow grave arrow. digger? Probably, yeah. Another great, another memorable Israel one is when he knocked out Costa and gave him the, he thrust it into him. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because he was kind of in like the, in a compromising position. Probably the coolest one is when he knocked out Whitaker. He does, I don't really know how to describe what he does. It's like, it's like he pulls out like a two Tommy guns and starts shooting. I don't know. Just the way, but just the way he, he strings all the celebrations together is always, always cool. That, it's just like people are like, oh, I hope Israel. I hope this is you know. Hope he doesn't go back to being boring. It's like, bro, if you've watched the, there's a pretty obvious pattern. Like, if you throw with Israel, he's probably gonna snipe you, knock you out. Like, if you don't throw with Israel, it's gonna fucking suck. So it just depends on the style. Like, I would like to see these guys fight like 20 times, honestly. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Asus gave us a really good, uh, the mock name. For Masvidal, yeah, was Vidal? That was <laughs> right. That was gold. Yeah, yeah, Masvidal. I mean, I would, you know, hopefully he sticks to that retirement. He was always a a solid fighter. You know, he was never too amazing. He had a nice little run. He got way more popular than you would have. So I mean, the thing is, everybody who's followed UFC already knew who Masvidal was before he was he was famous. Just because he's been around forever, he's fought everybody. You know. So the fact that he became like a mini celebrity for a couple of years was truly bizarre. 
And another, speaking of truly bizarre, him, the fact that the last thing he decided, like his last statement as a professional active UFC fighter was like some Trump shit, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, see, that's a decision, you know? Yeah, that's quite something. That's quite the thing to go out on. That's, that's Jorge. That's, that was George Masvidal there. That yeah. Was that, one, Jorge. that was George. Uh, all right, let's get into the boxing. Um, one quick little question. I'm looking at Ismail Salas as potential trainer of the year, for, at least for the up to the mid-year. Him, he is he is tearing it up. His guys are all over the place. Good stuff. Um, do you think that there's any other like anyone that has a, a stake stake in the game? Um, so far, do you probably not? Nobody else really stands out among like the big names. Like yeah. most, most definitely had a fight. Like I don't think Reynoso has like any of his fighters have fought. Derek James, like he's only had AJ. He's only had a, yeah. At least he's like okay. Like I don't think that's true. Like I think he definitely deserved it last year. You know? That was that was definitely his. But this year, I don't know. But it's still early. To be fair, it's only yeah. April. So we'll see. Um, let's pivot that into actually this. I had this uh, to talk about at the end, but with you mentioning Derek James only having AJ, uh, AJ put out on social media he is not fighting again until December. Quote: Everything is part of a bigger picture. Close quote. Um, I think we talked about this in Discord briefly. Uh, just I thought I speculated that it was you know he just needs more time with Derek James to get kind of work things out between them as to how, how they want to plan, how they want to use AJ's attri yeah. physical attributes to his advantage. Yeah, I mean, more time is definitely... I think December is, like, a really long time to wait, though, to be honest. It is. Eight months? Like, perfect. Do you even like boxing? Like, damn. But it was so obvious. Like, Hearn or whoever was coming out, oh, we'll fight in July. Like, no, you will not. Yeah, no, the fuck you will not. No, it's Yeah, like, he isn't... Ever since the Ruiz loss, it's just been really bad. It's just been a really bad string of inactivity. But whatever. Hopefully, it's a decent fight at least. If it, if he waits eight months and then it's white. Oh my god. Yeah, let's talk about AJ. Cause man, that sucked. Yeah. That yeah. really sucked. Uh, hopefully, it's something better. Um, somebody mentioned it could. Maybe they're trying to put together. Um, Joshua Wilder, finally. It's really optimistic to the point, to me, to the point of being a little delusional, but whatever, I'll hold out hope. Here's the thing with AJ, okay? It's something I've seen recently. I mean, I, it was kind of obvious, you kind of knew it. But it's like, okay, are you familiar with the 1980s um, comic book? Slash television series, animated television series, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Are you are you aware? Are you familiar? Yeah, definitely. So you know, like their main, well, I guess their main villain is probably Shredder, but their like second main villain, at least in the cartoon, was uh, a, a creature named like Krang. Right? Yeah, you the familiar brain. with Krang? He's like this little. For anybody who doesn't know, he's like this little. He's like a brain. He's like this little creature. You know, this little frail creature, but. He like inhabits this big like android body, right? Super strong, so he can fight. 
And the thing you feel is about AJ is you look at him and you see the android, but like that's not really AJ, you know? AJ is crank, okay? <laughs> like he, at the end of the day, like he's that little, he's that weird little brain creature, you know? It's like afraid to get to get crushed. So sometimes the android just doesn't just doesn't do it, you know? It looks like it's made to do. Interesting analogy, but I like it. Okay, let's get into our recaps. Um, starting with the Showbox card on the 7th. Um, not too much to talk about here. Brian Flores, split decision over Chenard Bunch. I tagged this one as a questionable result. I didn't agree with it. I thought Chenard Bunch did enough. So did most of the people watching in Discord. Uh, Guido Schramm, majority decision over Jahe Brown. Um, Brown kind of dropped the ball on this one in the, in the latter half of the fight, so you get what you get. Um, Raul Garcia split draw with Robert Terry. I, I tuned in like round five, five or six, I don't remember, but apparently Robert Terry was not doing very well. But that's all right. Do you, anything to add on these? Like there's not, it's showbox, you know, kind of a mixed result. Let me look, let me look down, let me look down this and tell you the first fight I saw. Okay, I saw, I didn't see any of these fights except for Mendoza Fundora. Oh. Into, well, after that, I've seen everything, I'm pretty sure. But before that, that's the only one I've seen. Okay. All right, then I can... I uh, honestly have Like, I don't know I did Chris Ariola fall. Yeah, I didn't either. I saw that when I was uh, making sure I got the all the correct stats for the, for the write-up. Devin Alexander, is that the Devin Alexander I'm yep, thinking of? That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Saturday morning, we had the pro boxing debut of Tenshin Nasukawa in Tokyo. Uh, now, I put this in Discord for like all three of us that were watching, that Tenshin is going to get... He's gonna, it's going to be one of two things. He's either going to get the, he's a he's a complete bum, absolute scrub, completely worthless because he lost to Mayweather, or he's going to be anointed like the next coming of Boxing Jesus, like Lomachenko got before him. He's really here's talented. The, here's the issue with tension, right? Because <laughs> I, I kept up with tension a little bit. I mean, I don't watch, like, he used to fight for, like, was it Ryzen? Ryzen. Right? Yeah. But the issue is, he was doing, like, like the a lot of what made him really good is, like, shit that's obviously completely illegal in boxing. You know? He did a lot of, like, knees and shit. Oh, like, he, right. he always just had, like, kicks, like, crazy KOs. Like, so I, I don't know how well it'll translate, but at least he's at a terrible weight class. He'll probably never do Japan. <laughs> Uh, he's given that he's at a terrible weight class that might lend to some like at least moderate success uh, yeah maybe maybe they'll just say fuck it and do it in a way Nasukawa still like a Japanese you know money fight he his um athleticism did translate like you could see that there were some times where he would get himself into a position where it would be more suited for a knee or a kick or something but he's he was still really good I thought so anyway considering all things considered, it's not bad. Uh, let's uh, knock the rest of the card out real quick. Uh, Jin Sasaki, he's a WBO like minor belt holder, so he's working his way up that ladder. 
he's never going to be like on the level of Errol Spence or anything. Like, let's not kid ourselves. But like, he can probably make for some. He might be able to make some fun fights with like that Cody Crowley, Stanionis, Butaya, that that B tier level of guy. He might end up there. So it just something to keep an eye on, I guess. Uh, Rea Abe gets a UD over Kiko Martinez. Surprise, he's still fighting. Um, Inoue, Naya Inoue's brother, Takuma, gets a UD over Laborio Solis. This was for the 118 WBA regular. And Kenshiro Taraji, TKO9, over Anthony Olasquaga. This was uh, the two light flyweight straps that he has. All right, let's get to Dignity. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing before we move on. Yep. If Naoya was a real one, he'd go whip Takuma's ass. <laughs> he'd tell him, hey. <laughs> he'd tell him, hey. I don't know what part of Undisputed you didn't understand, but uh, <laughs> that's not why I should explain it to you. You better get back in the fucking backseat, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. But hey, fair enough. Uh, do you want to go to California or New Jersey first? Uh, we'll cover the we'll cover the Shakur card. All right, cool. Uh, not a whole lot going on. Like these were mismatches. Top rank special. Keyshawn Davis clowns on Anthony Yigit. Yigit acts like a jackass from about round seven. Um, the panel was calling it an early stoppage. I don't agree with that. Like Yigit was getting his ass beat, and Frank he calls out Frank Martin without saying his name. Yeah, I just don't understand, like, why people even cared. Like, <laughs> it's in the ninth round of a tenth round fight where the loser, like, the guy who got stopped lost every round. Yep. Like, wh- like what are you, like, what, like, oh, no, they took away another round of, like, Yidget just, like, eating shots. Like, damn, really missed out. Yeah, uh, that's, that quote-unquote early stoppage uh, is going to reoccur in the Stevenson fight. But Jared Anderson, really quick. TKO3 over George Arias. Um, the only reason I bring this up is that Tim Bradley and his typical top rank hyperbole says that this specific outing from Anderson is ready for the AJ that came out against Franklin. Sign shit. That's, that sounds like a Twitter take, but. Right. Yeah. Top rank what hyperbole. That's what they do. Uh, let's see. Shakur Stevenson, TKO6 over Shuichiro Yoshino. This was a WBC eliminator, so on the path to get Devin Haney. Uh, the recurring theme of quote-unquote early stop happens here. Um, Shuichiro, was, he was getting his ass beat. The only thing is that, like I, I said, he never looked overly hurt at any point. Clearly he was outmatched. Clearly he was getting outworked. He had absolutely no answer for anything that Shakur Stevenson was doing. Stevenson had his number at every turn. Nonetheless, Yoshino did not at any point seem excessively hurt, to the point that it warranted a stop in any other scenario, I suppose. Do you think it was a good stop from the rest? So, did it... Oh, okay. Did the, did the ref stop like, between rounds or some shit? Uh, no, in the middle of six. Like, he, he just started landing a few more power shots and then pulled the plug. Yeah, this one I really only watched the highlights because I was like, whatever. I think I was watching the UFC card and kind of like conflicted. But yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was what it was. 
you know. I don't yeah. really care to see any more of it. Yeah, uh, there wasn't really much more to litigate at that point. The only thing I other, only other thing I noted, uh, round two, that knockdown, I noted it as amateur-ish. Um, Yoshino was, like, he was overcommitting. He was out of position. Stevenson just, like, popped him real quick with a left, and he went down. There's not a whole lot, not a whole lot more to say about it. It wasn't like he had him hurt or anything. <clears throat> but there you go. That is the top rank card. Uh, moving to California. Two quick hits. Uh, Chris, Chris Ariola, KO2 over who gives a shit, but supposedly is lining up for Frank Sanchez. Interesting. Uh, Gabriel Maestra TKO's Devin Alexander. Um, I think it was that he like refused to come out. And this was at 154. Devin was small at 47. So, yeah. I don't know why he's still doing this. Lamont Peterson came back too. So, like, I don't know. I guess PVC's calling them out of retirement for some reason. <sighs> but Brandon Lee, UD, Pedro Campa. This was a 143 catch weight, but they both came in at like 141 and change. Um, you said you didn't see this one, right? I did not see that one, no. Right. Uh, Pedro Campa, you might remember, got his ass kicked yeah, yeah. by Teofimo Lopez. Yeah, yeah. And Brandon Lee, I don't think he did all that great. Looked like he was having a bit of a hard time. I definitely slowed down in the latter half of the fight. Raises a lot of question marks, because it's clear that PBC Showtime, like, they're putting money on this kid. They really want him to be something. The substance may not be there, or isn't as substantial as we as we're being led to believe. But typical boxing shit, I guess. Okay, Brian Mendoza, KO seven over Slenderman. Um, is it time to take Brian Mendoza seriously? I think it's probably just over for Sebastian Pandora. Really? Yeah, this is probably like the her. What what was the fight? Is this probably like the her J Rock moment? Oh, you know? hmm. beginning of the end. It's just like, yeah, it's just like that. Which is sad, you know. But it's it was obviously inevitable. I didn't think it would come against fucking Mendoza. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, good on him. It was a really good shot. I saw someone posted like it was like an overlay of like or a side by side of. I think it was that in the KO uh, Sergio Martinez against Paul Williams. A little similar, you know. It's kind of like an overhand. Oh, weird, yeah. like overhand. Almost, you know, they just slumped him. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, good on Mendoza. I'm not sure exactly where he'll go. You know, now he's, they just have him as like a weird little like semi contender. I'm sure they'll try to rebuild Sebastian. I mean, he's young, but I could see this kind of, you know, being the watershed moment. Unfortunately, hopefully not though. I hope you rebuild. Maybe they'll do a rematch. Like shit, who knows? Uh, this was WBC interim, so Mendoza does have a claim to face Jermel Charlo after he beats Tim Zhu. I said what right. I said. Um, <laughs> I hope Sebastian comes back. He seems like a really nice guy. He's he seems fun. You know, he he has a good attitude. And all, all around, I think he's a, he's a good ambassador for the sport. So I hope he comes back. 
yeah, that was the uh, just another continuation of interesting events that happened. Let's move down to San Antonio, Texas. Quickly, uh, Ray Ford UD over Jesse Magdaleno. Uh, Ray Ford had some spots, but eh, overall still leaves a bit to be desired. Interesting, Marlon Tapales split decision win over MJ Akhmedalia to claim the IBF WBA straps. Um, obviously, like we were talking about before, like the first thing that they're going to ask the winner, which I thought was going to be MJ, but like I'm, I was wrong about it. It's wrong about Fundora uh, as well. Like if you go check out uh, the Boxing in Espanol episode with Aces, like I said that Fundora would stop him in five or less. It's, I put a laugh track on myself because I deserve it. MJ, I thought he was going to win, but Marlon Topolos gets to win. First thing they ask him was like, "What do you now that you got these two? What are you like? What are you thinking about with uh, Inoue Fulton?" Naturally, he says yes. So, hopefully, hopefully, but we'll see if they, like they, there's not as much money on the line to make that to do cross promotional with either Top Rank or PBC. So, I think Eddie Hearn would be willing to play ball just to get a cut of that pie. <clears throat> And Bam Rodriguez, UD over Christian Gonzalez for the 112 WBO vacant. Broken jaw. I think he said it was about round six. And, uh, yeah, it it was pretty obvious. Like, his mouth was full of blood at the end, and he could barely talk. Really questionable, I think. Um, I asked Asus if, like, now that we've seen, like, now with this... Can we expect Bam to like take the mantle for the little guys and carry the torch that uh, Roman Gonzalez lit? And uh, he's not convinced. After this, I'm not either. I'm not so sure anymore. I still like him. I still think he's good. But we'll have to see, I guess. All right. Anything to add on these? Um. Yeah. I mean. Definitely a bad, bad look for the small weights for sure. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Bam looks bad. Akhmedalia exposed to fraud. Pretty bad all around. Uh, I think Christian Gonzalez only had like five or six KOs coming into this, or stoppage wins. So, for him to break Bam's jaw, I don't know. Maybe he needs more calcium in his life or something. Yeah. It's not a great look. Maybe moving down is not the not the move. Yeah, with the with the like the top contenders starting to age out, like they're ripe for the picking. So, might have been a better idea to stay there. Maybe um, Franco should have moved down. All right, let's move up to our previews. This weekend, not a whole lot going on. Um, Joe Joyce versus uh, Jalei Zhang for the WBO interim. Uh, yeah, it's at the Copper Box in London. Uh, standard Frank Warren Fair, I guess. Uh, WBO special, Queensberry special. Was it you that was saying that Joe Joyce is probably going to be lined up for Tyson Fury? Just the in-house situation? Yeah, I think I think that was something that was being discussed. Uh, I'm not convinced on Jang. Never was, so I uh, I'm not expecting much. That's, here. Pre- that's pretty much a mean fight, overall. 
Like that, is that is like a, definitely, it's just like a complete gimmick fighter. Right. Chinese like he's basically, he's basically a Chinese like battle rider, to be honest. Uh, I would counter that with um, Taishang Dong from like 10 years ago. So oh, that is her. He was like 7 feet tall. Like he, and he had that mongoloid look, like value add. <laughs> right, right. So that I would say that, but he, like it's the like UFC is doing it too. They're starting to push like Chinese fighters who are they're not necessarily good, but in order to try to tap into the market, like you got to have something that appeals to the market. Sure, they do that with British people. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, quick note, Michaela Mir is back at lightweight versus who gives a shit. Um, the meet. Uh, on the 22nd, quick, uh, just a quick one, uh, Shafkat Rakama versus Joe Cordina for the 130 IBF. That's in Cardiff, Wales. But the main event of the day... In Las Vegas, at the T-Mobile, we have Gervonta Davis versus Ryan Garcia. 136 catchweight. This is WBA regular, so there is some positioning for a shot at Devin Haney. Uh, on the card, David Morell is back versus Sena Agbeko for the 168 WBA regular, so positioning for Canelo on that one. And Gabe Rosado gets uh, Beck. The bully, Bekmatir Melikuziev, is getting the rematch with Gabe. So, they, I guess they um, got to recycle Gabe after the camp he put up for uh, Zerda. Um, let's get the let's get the lower lower card done real quick. Anything like Gabe Rosado versus Beck too? I'm not seeing much here. Just trying to keep him busy, I guess. Anything more? Yeah. I hate that fight. Because it's like a Beck is probably going to win. Yeah. Yeah. You think they they uh, gave Rosado the script early? No, I think he's... I just think... I mean, he was pretty much getting his ass whipped the first time. You know? He landed a Hail Mary. I would just prefer to leave the fight that way. Like, don't run it back. and Just have him get his fucking head knocked out. Because he doesn't land the Hail Mary. He probably gets knocked out. Because he has to take a knee in, like, the first round. Jeez. So Beck, yeah, Beck, um, just a case of bad luck. Yeah, it's not, I don't love that matchup for Gabe, but, I mean, it's not a lot available, I guess. Better than fucking Zerda. Yeah. Or David Morrell, who probably put Rosado in the hospital. Sure. Um, I don't know much about Agbeko. I'm sure I've seen him before, but nothing really comes to mind. Uh, is this just another ass-kicking that Morrell's going to deliver? Yeah, I've never heard of him, so most likely. Hopefully he's got a good point. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, the one that matters, Trevante Davis, Ryan Garcia. Um, are you going to put your RGF moniker back on? I am. I'm putting it on. I'm riding for uh, for the king. Yeah, I mean, shit, it is what it is. I think he has a better chance than most people. Most people probably think. I think, it, I think it, could, it could, you know, go a variety of ways, for sure. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, Tank will, I don't know what the odds are. Tank will be at least, like, you know, 2 or 3 to 1. He deserves it, you know. He yeah. probably will win. 
but I think there's a decent chance Ryan can uh, land some crazy shit. You know, we've never really seen Tank get hurt, so it'll be interesting to see what happens if he does. Yeah, I think we've uh, beaten this point in over the last couple of episodes, uh, including just some cross-pollination with um, Ultimate Casual and obviously with our Spanish show. So uh, we've been talking about this one to no end. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm like you. I think that uh, Ryan Garcia has a better chance than people think. I don't necessarily think he's going to catch lightning in a bottle, but the possibility is higher than people think. So I'm hopeful that it'll at least be exciting, entertaining. I mean, it is like the most fun like of the potential 135 uh, matchups, you know. Yeah, definitely. Because I love Shakur, but like any matchup with Haney or Shakur has like the chance to just be really boring. Yeah, definitely. If like, like do not really have a reputation of being very boring. Uh, so, like we just saw with Shakur, even if he has his dude figured out completely, absolutely no answers. He's still not going to get him out of there. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm not entirely certain that those guys offer the most exciting matchups. Um, before we pivot that really quick, uh, as like the most exciting parts of 135, just real quick, I expect we'll be back before this so we could hammer on it more later. Uh, Virgil Ortiz, uh, Stanionis for the WBA regular at 147. So that's something to keep an eye on. But... It's delayed, though, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay, cool. Virgil, Virgil got That's right, he did. Yeah, it's, that's a really good song. Uh, one thing, Devin Haney has like put out a like an official like statement. He's not moving up to 140. He's staying at 135. Interesting choice, given how apparently seemingly difficult making 135 has been for him. Uh, still a better move. I would say that is definitely cap. You think so? Yeah, for sure. I think he'll, he'll definitely move up in the next like year or so. So he's just gonna get one of these, like big, one of the bigger fights. Um, obviously, he's got Lomachenko coming up, and then what? what Shakur, in house for top rank. I think he would lose that. So if he loses, maybe he moves up. They're trying to do Tiafimo or whoever's around at one forty at the time. Pass the crown internally. Shakur can probably stay at 135 for a lot longer than Haney can. Yeah. Uh, well, if you didn't see All Access, um, Trevante Davis eating a lot of candy. <laughs> right. A lot of candy. Hey, at least he's only like 150, you know. He's, uh, he's having fun, though, so good for him. Uh, wow, we got through this really quick. I don't know if there's any more news. I didn't, haven't really checked in the last, the last few days. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think anything too significant's been happening. Alright. Okay. Well, then, we are on our way out the door here. Let's do some plugging. Uh, mentioned them already. Uh, ultimate fucking casual just had um, 
just had a UFC card that we discussed briefly. UFC Fight Night coming up. A uh, little bit of Bellator talk, not too much. Um, just what's like, no- notable or noteworthy. Uh, boxing in Espanol, boxing in Spanish. Uh, Wayside Monthly is the uh, the um, tabloid rag that I put out where if you want really shitty opinions like I'm giving you here, head on over to Wayside Monthly. Uh, we got the homie Pilot. He's hanging out with us. Uh, he brought the Ring Gang. That's his, uh, that's his group. And they actually put out a lot of content. And it's uh, pretty interesting. So go over there, check it out. And all things cinema, real deal cinema. It's my buddy Ryan. So with all that, parting words. Uh, Ron and Chris. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, uh, George was the That'll be mine. I'm going to go out on that one. Just in case. Yeah. Tired by a guy named Gilbert. <laughs> that was, that was still... I thought it was in, like a somewhat entertaining fight between them. Uh, Burns. At least he didn't get knocked out. Yeah, it was the least entertaining fight of a card that had, I thought, all entertaining fights. So, that's kind of fun. There were a few knockouts on that card. Alright, that's going to do it for us here at B-Sides Boxing. (laughs) Cut. Nice. Peace, man. Yeah, that was pretty short. Yeah, see you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net. Get a grip on yourself cause you ain't gripping minds Life and times idolized Rap guys out of line careers are finalized Collide with the serenade cyanide You've applied for psilocybe The thing that makes killers hide Hang them high by their gold link necktie And drain them dry at the tempest die Now you ain't high, so you ain't that high Wanna be aeronautic then get swatted for acting fly Masterminds, crafty rhymes Ill went from drafty lines They chill spines like the alpines Running up on sanine turbines A close encounter of the worst Go ask some cats and herd, I'm living.